Welcome to the Kaleidoscope with Allison Keys. This is a podcast from CBS News, and I am your host. Every week, we discuss issues including gender and income inequality. This Thanksgiving week is the traditional beginning of the holiday season, yet many are going hungry amid rising prices and inflation. Even advocacy groups and food banks are having trouble helping those in need. Belinda Bradford at the Good Neighbor Settlement House in Brownsville, Texas, says it couldn't get its usual number of turkeys this year. That conversation after this short break. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way. Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Unfortunately, you know, with, with many uh, food pantries in in the or food banks in the RGV um, specifically as well, we are allowed so many uh, turkeys by uh, the USDA. So, you know, Willisie, Hidalgo, and Cameron County got their allotment. So, if you weren't able to get in as a food pantry, your order for uh, turkeys, unfortunately, you missed out on getting getting those. So we usually turn to the public, uh, especially like corporations, uh, to see if they could help us out and buy turkeys. But because um, I had not been aware that they, we've been suffering from a flu, uh, bird flu situation that wiped out some farms, and it was like no wonder we see such a shortage. I thought it was I thought it was just all because of inflation, but other factors were playing into it as well. So, you know, that shortage was really affecting, you know, what we were seeing, what we could buy in the stores. And plus some stores are putting limits as to how many you can buy. It's like, oh, okay. Well, you know, we're going to be doing it for a soup kitchen and also, you know, if corporations can help us buy in bulk um, some of these items so that way we can give to the families that are in need. And so luckily, you know, we were able to, get a couple of local people in the community that donated six to ten, you know, turkeys. Uh, we also have um, some school districts that always do canned food drives. And, you know, if it wasn't for those canned food drives, we would not be able to uh, provide assistance to families with baskets to go with their turkey. That is really, you know, uh, essential to say to hope, you know, help a lot of the um people that are registered through our food pantry here in the Buena Vida neighborhood. So it was very essential um, to be able to get that assistance and provide that and move it, pay it forward to those that are in the community that are in need. 
So tell me, um, who who do you work with? Do you work with families? Do you work with the unhoused? We specifically uh, work with homeless uh, that are street homeless. Um, but we also service the Buena Vida neighborhood, the surrounding community, especially those that are uh, elderly. Um, so those are the, the population that we serve here in our facility, as well as uh, we have a welcome center for the migrants that are being dropped off in our downtown area. I'm interested that you mentioned the elderly because I've spoken, I live in Washington, D.C., and I've spoken to some of the pantries here, and they say that seniors are having a really hard time this year, and a lot of people aren't aware of that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Um, you know, especially because they live on a fixed income, it's a choice between either paying your your medication or paying your food or having to pay, you know, if, if a lot of them don't um, have uh, housing assistance, they have to pay their rent or their utilities. And so with winter here, it can be really costly. Uh, for them, especially on a fixed income, having to ch- to decide what they can afford to do, and so it's it's uh, it's very uh, difficult for them. So, especially here in our neighborhood, we're located in the downtown area of Brownsville, which is considered the poorest neighborhood uh, in a downtown for any city, um, and we're we're like number one, and so we're centrally located here downtown to help our homeless. But we also see a lot of elderly that are in our neighborhood that come to use and supplement what they don't uh, have at home. They supplement their meals with us because we are a soup kitchen. And so we're open to the public. And so if you need a meal, you know, you can come here. Uh, Just give your name and let us know how many dependents so we can prepare those plates for you. And that way you can eat a meal. I wonder, Belinda, if you are seeing different people this year than you usually see. Um, Every year is always different. So we do see, um, you know, a lot of our homeless uh, that are still affected by COVID uh, that haven't been able to get back on their feet. They're slowly getting back on there, getting their IDs or getting housing. So we do see a lot that are that are um, new and are hopefully moving on to being housed, and we also do see a lot of uh, families that either have not enough income or not enough assistance to provide them the meals. They do come and at least uh, register for either our, our soup kitchen or to get um, the food pantry if they're within our Buena Vida neighborhood. What can people do that would like to help families from Thanksgiving and beyond? Is it better to give money to an organization like yours, or is it better to drop off food donations? Um, it's a little bit of both. Is that we could always uh, have the need for uh, food donations, especially like for the holidays, but we usually post on our Facebook um, what our needs are. So like right now, we're asking for a winter clothing drive. So we're asking for like coats, blankets, gloves, beanies, hand and foot warmers, rain ponchos, socks, shoes. Um, uh, also, we do another campaign where we ask for hygiene kits. So like if you are a traveler and you, you know, stay in hotels, collect those shampoos, conditioners, those little, you know, bath soaps, because we use those in our, our shower program. Um, Good Neighbor does have not only a closet, but a shower program and a free laundry service for our homeless. 
and so they're able to um, get clothing that are gently used. That way they could take a shower here, and if there's some that do like day job or day laborers, they uh, tend to prefer certain thick uh, jeans or shirts that they can do work with. Uh, they can use our laundry service so that way they can wash their clothes. I wonder whether, have, yeah, I'm sure you're in touch with other organizations like yours. What are you hearing from them? Are they are they seeing the same the same number of people turning out who need help? Uh, especially right now, uh, requesting for assistance on on turkey meals. Yes, um, as a matter of fact, uh, like Catholic Charities, the Ozanam Center, they get an, an influx of calls of, of asking, you know, are you helping with turkeys? Are you giving out turkeys this year? And some agencies just didn't even get to get you know turkeys at all uh, to distribute, and others got a limited amount, uh, like we did. So. Uh, Whatever they get is what they what they give out. Belinda, I wonder how long have you been doing this, and and what made you decide this is a thing that you need to do to help others? Well, I'm originally from Houston, so my grandmother has always taught me to give back into the community and volunteer. So when I moved to Brownsville, when she uh, had a stroke, uh, we came down from Houston to take care of her. Um, I was looking for a place to to volunteer or, or you know, spend my time at uh, constructively, and I uh, met met through a college friend who was a director at the time. Um, invited me over, and he gave me a tour of the Good Neighbor Settlement House, and I was like so excited. I was like, "Oh, how can I sign up to be a volunteer?" And he was <laughs> like, "Would you rather work? Can I pay you?" And I was like, oh, "I can get paid to do this." Like, yes. <laughs> so that was back in 2006, and I have been here since. Um, you know, through the ups and downs, you know, with with every challenge that nonprofits face, I've been through here through the thick and thin, and you know, I haven't I haven't regretted it. I know a lot of my friends, you know, think I'm crazy, you know, to work for a nonprofit, but um, I don't get the same satisfaction in any other place than I do here. Let me just ask you briefly: If someone would like to volunteer, what does an organization like yours look for in, in a candidate? Um, someone that would like to come and help use their skill set if they, uh, depends on what we are in need of and just come in and, and help. Uh, we can always help get help in our kitchen, our, our food pantry. Uh, sometimes we do campaigns, uh, with our client services department. They're the ones that do case management for our homeless. And so usually we have like different uh, projects or campaigns that we're doing um, to help the, the homeless. You know, like we do um, enrichment uh, classes. We do um, summer activities where we we get like uh, goodie bags prepared with, with bug spray, uh, suntan lotion, uh, Gatorade, snacks that we could take out when we do our runs. Um, a lot of, uh, usually we get pastors that would like to do counseling that would go and join them uh, on the trip to do street outreach and just talk to the people and see, you know, how would you like, you know, to help you, how to gain that trust of that individual so that way we can do more outreach uh, with them and connect them with an agency that can give them help, whether they're homeless or a veteran that's homeless, try to connect them with the services that we can provide and hopefully try to encourage them to get out of the street. 
That was Assistant Director Belinda Bradford at the Good Neighbor Settlement House in Brownsville, Texas. It's been operating since 1953. Thanks so much for joining us, and thanks to Alan Pang for his production assistance. Like what you hear? Come back for more. There will be new episodes of Kaleidoscope with Allison Keys every Friday. Follow the show on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast and leave a rating or review. Thanks for listening. I'm Allison Keys, CBS News. Save on Cox Internet when you add Cox Mobile and get fiber-powered internet at home and unbeatable 5G reliability on the go. So whether you're playing a game at home yes, cool. or attending one live, no! you can do more without spending more. Learn how to save at cox.com slash internet. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial cable. Cox Mobile runs on the network with unbeatable 5G reliability as measured by Ookla LLC in the U.S. to H 2023. Results may vary, not an endorsement. Other restrictions apply. Catch every episode of 60 Minutes, America's most watched news magazine show, as a podcast. Hear in-depth investigations across politics, news, and entertainment on your schedule. Listen to 60 Minutes ad-free on Wondery Plus.